If you want a sign that humanity's still got it going on. The people are revolting. Welcome to People Are Revolting, a daily dose of disobedience. First up is a piece written by Kayla Gaskins, published at Comonews.com. A group of pro-Palestinian federal workers held a day of mourning for Gaza Tuesday. To participate, the group Feds United for Peace asked workers to stay home from work to mark the day. They also asked participants to anonymously complete a pledge of participation. The weather put a damper on plans. A blizzard hit the nation's capital Monday, and most federal workers were told to stay home Tuesday. Despite the snowy day, Feds for Peace told the national desk the day of mourning proceeded, and many employees eligible for telework still participated in the day of mourning. Participants reportedly worked for more than 25 different agencies, including the White House, the House of Representatives, the National Security Agency, and the Department of Defense. Some lawmakers said such demonstrations are against the law. House Speaker Mike Johnson warned anyone who walked off the job deserves to be fired, promising to personally ensure disciplinary action will be taken. Strikes by federal employees are against the law. Critics argue this falls under the legal definition of a strike. Courts have long established strikes are not a constitutional right. Quote, the federal law is very clear. If you are a federal employee, you can't strike, explained Andrew McCarthy, a former federal prosecutor. There's no one who works in the government for any length of time and doesn't have any number of policies that they intensely disagree with. Striking is not an option under federal law. It's a crime. Feds United for Peace appeared to attempt to clarify on social media, asserting it's a day of mourning, not a walkout. This demonstration comes as President Biden faces increased pressure for his continued support for Israel. On Saturday, pro-Palestinian protesters rattled the security gates outside the White House. D.C. Police and Secret Service scrambled to repair a section of the security fence to prevent a breach. Non-essential staffers were evacuated from the area for safety. Next up is a piece written by Jordan Baker, published at KRON4.com. Protesters gathered at the Port of Oakland at 5 a.m. on early morning on Saturday to demand an end to the United States' support of Israel's actions in Palestine. More than 1,000 people confirmed attendance to the protest morning portion, according to event media contact Wasim Haig. Organizers expect a few thousand protesters to join their occupation of the port in the afternoon. According to Haig, the group began planning the event late last week. In a press release from the protesters, the executive director of the Arab Resource and Organizing Center, Lara Kiswani, explained why the Port of Oakland was an area of protest. Quote, Every day around $12 million in revenue is generated at the Port of Oakland. This is nearly the same amount of money that the U.S. sends to Israel per day in economic and military aid, said Kiswani. The Oakland Port has facilitated the transport of weapons, military equipment, and technology that fuel the Israeli genocide of Palestinians. As long as the U.S. enables this war with our tax dollars and through our port, 
there can be no business as usual. Next up is a piece published at MiddleEastMonitor.com. A campaign in support of South Africa's genocide case against Israel at the International Court of Justice, ICJ, has gathered thousands of signatures, Wednesday, Andalo Agency reports. The initiative launched from the UK on the Change.org website saw participation from more than 320,000 users worldwide as of 7 p.m. Turkish local time. The campaign expressed solidarity with South Africa's case and hoped it would end the suffering of Gazans. The UN General Assembly asked last month for an opinion from the ICJ on the legal status and consequences arising from Israel's occupation of Palestinian territory. South Africa filed the lawsuit 29 December, claiming that Israel violated the 1948 UN Convention on the Prevention and Punishment of the Crime of Genocide with its actions in Gaza since 7 October, requesting an injunction. Turkey, Bolivia, and Malaysia have already signaled support for the case. The Organization of Islamic Cooperation, the world's second-largest multinational bloc, also welcomed the request filed by South Africa. Israel has pounded the Gaza Strip since a cross-border attack by the Palestinian group Hamas on 7 October, killing at least 23,210 Palestinians and injuring 59,167 others, mostly women and children, according to health authorities. Around 1,200 Israelis believed to have been killed in the Hamas attack. However, since then it has been revealed by Haaretz that helicopters and tanks of the Israeli army had, in fact, killed many of the 1,139 soldiers and civilians claimed by Israel to have been killed by the Palestinian resistance. The Israeli onslaught has left Gaza in ruins, with 60% of the enclave's infrastructure damaged or destroyed, and nearly 2 million residents amid acute shortages of food, clean water, and medicine. If you want to follow People Are Revolting on social media, you'll find us in the Fediverse at movingtrainmedia at collectiva.social. If you want to listen to back episodes, head over to peoplearevolting.com. Keep revolting, and thanks for listening. A sign that humanity's still got it going on. The people are revolting. I think you just nailed it. <laughs>